Yeah. America is crumbling. We're all scared. Everybody's scared. We're scared every day. Every day I wake up and I think, oh no, what the fuck am I gonna do? And then I chill out and have some dairy-free ice cream, but then I eat something with milk. (laughs) That was good. Thank you. Thank you. You had me at... Hell no. Hi, welcome to You Had Me and Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And this is our podcast where we try to figure out why we love movies but hate us so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, Specifically rom-coms and anything under the romance wheelhouse slash umbrella. Um, Dramas. Erotic thrillers. Um, love an erotic we thriller. We haven't really watched a lot of erotic thrillers, to be honest. Well, we did Fatal Attraction. And that was like it yeah i think that's the only yeah that's the only we gotta do basic instinct man we gotta do basic instinct because i got thoughts oh anyway. god okay well we'll well we didn't talk about we'll today we didn't, we're not talking about we're not talking about basic instinct today we um, could talk about sharon stone and michael douglas for a long time though but it's not oh but no. not today the reason why w- <laughs> our qualifications to talk about this is because both of us love movies um and neither of us really are drawn to the romance genre uh we actually prefer other movies um i would actually say that i uh, hate romance and that i hate love in all of its forms because i'm actually okay. a gremlin deep down inside um but um, ali what do you like no. to watch to just chill out um in terms of like oh i gotta turn my brain off or i don't want to worry about something i need to watch like a like a silly action movie or like a heist. I love a heist. Uh, I love a we are friends and sticking it to the man kind of movie. Yeah. Um, have you watched any good I, ones I, lately? Here's the thing I have on, on Forge. Melanie, what do, you like, what do you like to watch? I am a spooky bitch through and through. I love horror. Correct. Um, recently, I uh, watched... Uh, I watched... Jason X, which is the 10th Friday the 13th, where um, Jason Voorhees is uh, frozen in time, and then on a spaceship, they, like, revive him, and it is so bad. Oh, my God. There's a How Did This Get Made about it with Rob Hubel. I've heard heard that one. It is so funny. It's just, like, the movie is so fucking bad, which is really, like, kind of wild to me, because the first a uh, couple of installments of Friday the 13th are actually quite good. Like, Jason Voorhees doesn't show up until the second movie, actually, because in the first one, fun trivia it's fact. It's his mom! It's his mom! It's his mom! His mom is the killer! Ding, ding, ding. I know it. Sorry. Job, I'm babe. sorry I spoiled no. it. I just was so I mean, excited that I knew that. the movie's been around since 1981, so... Doesn't Kevin Bacon die after having sex? Yes, he does. It's uh, kind of awesome. That's not, I love that that, that's not, um, I think we've talked about this before, but, like, your reference point for, like, a young Kevin Bacon is that, and mine is Footloose. Yeah, mine is, like, 
Kevin, young Kevin Bacon, camp counselor Kevin Bacon has sex, is laying down in a bunk bed and gets an arrow shoved through his throat. Gross. I don't like that. Oh, you want to know a fun fact about that scene? Because there's supposed yeah. to be like a, a tube with blood that was supposed to spurt out and it didn't work. So the the special effects person had to blow into the tube, which is why in the actual movie it doesn't really go at first and then it just spurts out. Um, because the tube didn't work and they had to do it manually. Yeah, baby! Um, So that's what I'm into. (laughs) In Footloose, he brings a town together with the power of dance. And that is fully your wheelhouse. And, And at the end, well, and the beginning. The movie begins and ends with Kenny Loggins just absolutely crushing it. Filling us with hope and joy. Well, that's nice. We didn't watch either of those movies today. We didn't watch any of the stuff that we just mentioned. Instead, we are continuing from last week. We're continuing um, the Twilight Saga with the second installment in the franchise, New Moon. Ooh, baby. Hey, Allie, I I have a question for you. What? Where the hell have you been, Loka? God damn it! Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? Gotcha, bitch. Bella, Bella, uh, Bella. That How poor, does he say it? that poor teen was it's so was forced weird. to become so jacked, and I just yeah, and and then and uh, then and, and then very sexualized. He was seventeen when they did that. That's rough, and also like yeah, now that I know gross. what I know about like how buff people in Hollywood prepare for filming. I just feel sad for this poor dehydrated boy. Dehydrated, having to wake up super early so he can eat and then go back to sleep. Um, Because that's what they have you do. You have to like carbo load at like two in the morning. Ew! Yeah. Like, um, um, let these people live! The Rock wakes up at three, well the Rock wakes up at three to like work out, but I think he also will it wake, wake up before then to have like a snack i know that i saw i know that hugh jackman would like wake up at three to eat t- eggs on toast and then go back to bed and his wife was like i hate this that sounds awful yeah um there's a reason movie, that zach efron cried while eating pasta after he didn't that, have to be buff anymore and here's the th- I love that we're like he didn't have to be buff anymore. His body is insane. Yeah. His body is when he's even when he's not fuck. like Arnold Schwarzenegger jacked level and like honestly he's not even at that level because Arnold is king and I okay, love you and ki- we get Arnold, it. I love you and kiss you. But anyway, he um doesn't, he doesn't listen, but I knew it I bet he would kiss you back. I know something tells me that he might be interested. If Arnold Schwarzenegger kissed me, I would die. I could die a happy woman. I'm obsessed with him. Wow. I love him so fucking much. He's not listening. God, we keep getting distracted because we hated this movie. Okay. It on this. The okay, so if this we the first Twilight, as you will hear on our previous episode, we is a delight. It's so fun. It's so weird. It's goofy. It's fun to watch. It's fun to. It's a easy breezy, ru- fun time. And cover this girl. easy breezy beautiful cover girl and that's what this move that's what the first one is this one is um 
I checked over and over how long I had, me and it too. was always oh, like too. over an hour. I just kept checking. I'm like, wait, how much more do I have of this? And it was always like an hour and a half. Yeah, this was it was similar thought, uh, in pace for me, uh, similar to Bram Stoker's Dracula, where I was like, oh, how long have I been watching this? Oh, forty years. Great. <laughs> I've you I've really become Bram Stoker's Gr- I've Dracula. become a grandmother I I, while watching this movie. <laughs> you really hated Dracula. I think if I were to wa- rewatch it, I might come around on it. There was fun. There were fun things in that movie. I mean, it was fun, but, but it just I just uh, Frankie oh Frankie Ford Coppola was doing too much. I think I think he could have he should have picked one lane and stayed in it. In my opinion, he was he was having a good time. I mean, it's um, a fun movie, but it's also. You know what? We're not talking about Dracula. I mean, we're talking about vampires, but... We're doing everything we can to not talk about this movie because we hate it. Yeah. Um, Um, But basically, for me, I don't know if you felt this too, but, like, not only is the tonal shift in this movie very clear, like, it's very clear that there's a male director because uh, Bella sucks. All the women in this movie kind of suck. Whereas in the first one, uh, the only one that really kind of sucked was Bella's mom, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and in this one, it just, it's so sad, but I don't feel sad for anyone, right? Like, there's, there's no levity whatsoever in this movie, with the exception of, at the very end, with Michael Sheen. Yeah, and Michael, Michael Sheen understood the assignment, and we love and we right. kiss, but... It's just mm-hmm. like it I feel that new moon you're right it's definitely dark and there there are no real breaks from that darkness intentionally aside from like Bella where the hell have you been Loka Where the hell have you been Loka Cuz that's not supposed to be Bella. funny but it's hilarious he, He's like Bella how hold on, Bella how does he do it it's like It's just Taylor that, Lautner's voice it's just how he sounds what a voice what a sweet little boy he is. I love that I'm like, sweet little boy. He's close to our age. He's not much younger than we are. Yeah, I anyway. think he's pretty much our age. Which is anyway. why when those movies came out, everyone who's our age was like, oh my god, we love. Um, but mm-hmm. also, I think this film, there's a lot of really dark themes in the book and, and this movie. And I think that um, in both cases, those issues are tackled poorly uh, at best. Like, mm-hmm. you know, trigger warning, and we'll put, we'll put you know, timestamps in the description. Um, but there's, you know, very clearly, like, abusive relationships slash emotional abuse. There is suicide and depression. And it's just completely glossed over. Like... Even though we love Charlie Swan, Charlie, I love you. I love you. He's not real, but we, as we, you know, made clear in last episode, everyone loves Charlie Swan as adults now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he also sucks. Like, okay, listen. If my, if I'm Charlie, okay, and my uh-huh. teenage daughter has previously run away from home. And gotten almost killed w- and been sad and run away because of the boy she was dating. And then that boy dumps her and leaves town with no notice. And then my daughter falls into a 
months-long depression and starts having night terrors, you know what I'm thinking? I'm not going to sit at her bed and be like, yeah, breakups suck. It'll be okay. I'll be like, okay, what did he do to her? Because my daughter is clearly trying to process trauma and I'm getting her into therapy. Anyone who has that extreme of a reaction to someone dumping them was clearly going through something not good. Yeah. Um, She wakes up every night for months screaming and they cut to him and he just sleeps on the couch because he knows he has to get up and um, go take care of her. And he even says at one point, you should go stay with your moms. Here's the thing that I here's another thing that does bug me about Charlie. He is the chief of police. If Edward, if I saw Edward come back, heard, if my daughter had this reaction, mainly I would put him, uh, I would put her in some kind of therapy situation. But also, like, she goes missing at one point. She's just lost in the woods. Edward just left her in the fucking woods. I would, um, like, guess who's in trouble? Like, I'm not normally this person, but, like, call the cops on Edward. I'm never this person. I don't think, like, you know who I am. I'm very much ACAB, except in this instance where I think they should kill this vampire. From minute one, I'm like, if they don't kill Edward, I'm pissed. And I know they don't. I know there are three more fucking I know. Movies. I was so angry when Edward didn't die. So angry. Like, and what's right, what's stupid is my thought process was if Anne Rice did this, he would be dead. Say we will, but Anne Rice, she would have killed him. If, if he talked that yeah. much about wanting to die, she, he would be dead. Yeah, and um, it's this Although, also I don't know, he, Louis doesn't die in, in Louis, I mean, spoiler for an interview with a vampire, but, like, Louis doesn't die. But, like, it's more, like, at least with interview with a vampire, it's more like, oh, Louis is given a reason for life or finds something, you know, that makes him... Uh, want to continue right but also um, like the theme, that doesn't happen the theme of like depressed suicidal immortals isn't new um but also um everyone in this movie hates themselves yeah um bella refers to herself as nothing edward uh like openly talks to his girlfriend about how he wishes he could kill himself um, and then at the end when he's like, you are the only reason I have to not kill myself. Um, that's not healthy. That's something you shouldn't say to people. And so, okay. As yeah, some, it's okay. just like, it's like, as he someone says, I had to like, lie. Yeah. So basically basic plot, right? It picks up after the first twilight, Bella and Edward are dating, yada, yada, yada. It's Bella's 18th birthday and she's, f- oh, she's also losing her mind that she is aged. Yeah, she's because she's old. she's officially a year older than Edward, except not because Edward's like over 100 years old. Um yeah. but and he then, was 17 when he was made into a vampire. Meh. Um and oh, that, there's that part where he's like I'm over 100 years old and she's like, "Oh, then maybe I shouldn't be dating such a creepy old man." And, and we were like, like, "Yeah, babe. Shouldn't. That's exactly right. You shouldn't." Um there are so many instances where it's like yeah, you should break up with him. Yeah. If he said any of the things he said to her to me, I'd be like, fine, fucking die. Oh my God, I I've dated a guy Sorry. like Edward. It's not fun. It makes you feel no. like you're going crazy because it's gaslighting, yeah. which is emotional abuse. We weren't talking about this on the other ones. That's what's so frustrating is the yes. first one is like, 
high school movie and it's silly and it's fun and we got a handheld camera and everything is blue. And then this one is like Bella, with the exception of Bella. Um, it is a labor to get through. It is not fun. Everyone is incredibly possessive. Everybody hates themselves. Everybody is cruel to each other. Um, uh, it is also its obsession with Romeo and Juliet at the beginning. I'm like, you oh, clearly gross. don't get what the play is. Yeah, about. like I was, I noticed that too, and I was like, thank goodness we just did Romeo and Juliet because like Stephanie Meyer clearly did not understand Romeo and Juliet if she even read it. Which honestly, I doubt that she's ever read it. No, I think she's read it. I just don't think she got it. I it just like w- just. W- it's so she was like words it's pretty, and it handles it so, so poorly. Oh everyone God, is so, so possessive and manipulative. It's uh, everyone making decisions for Bella about what's best for her, um, and it's a lot of people. It's again the thing of coming up to people being like, "I have to push you away. I have to be shitty to you." And like at the end when Bella, oh sorry, so basically Bella gets a paper cut. Jasper tries to bite her. Edward has a melo- like a melodramatic. Is melodramatic the right word? Yeah. Because he's very like. <gasps> but also during somehow that, this is about he, me. He pushes um, Bella out of the way, but he he hurts her much more. Yeah, he hurts than her way more than the fucking paper cut did or Jasper because they were holding him back. At she like, I it looks like she severs an artery in her arm. <laughs> like she yeah. is not good. No, like, and if if she came back and, uh, like, if I'm Charlie, first of all, I'd be kind of pissed that she wants to spend her birthday with her, like, boyfriend's family. Weird. Yeah. Uh, who, like, I don't know who I don't, who ha- I haven't really met besides the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, and then she comes home having needed to be stitched up. Like, what that reads to me is like, oh, my daughter's dating someone abusive and his family is enabling him with his abusive behavior. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what it is. That's what's frustrating. The first movie is so fucking fun and watchable and like, hey, Arizona, sup, Arizona, how you like in the rain, girl? Like, it's fun. It's silly. And then all the rest of them are just a girl unable to escape an abusive relationship. Yeah. And it's really it's upsetting. Really frustrating. And, uh, oh, I will say one thing about this scene where after where Bella gets, um, like, pushed. I mean, he pushes the fuck out of her. He just slams her into the fucking wall. Um, what's the daddy's name? Daddy Vampire. Carlisle. Big Dad Vampire. Carlisle, thank you. Okay, so Carlisle's stitching her up. It is shot in a way where it's almost, like, sexual yes <laughs> yes okay was, so was it i was the only one it was like it's over his it shoulder so they're all it's a lot of their tender uh, that's what it was and yeah, i was like why it, what what <laughs> it's a lot of like her looking up at him and it, okay so he's stitching her arm and she's holding on to his shirt she's like gripping his the waist part of his shirt and i was like what is what what? What is? Also, what's happening here? Can I just say too this? that Carlisle is like way hotter in this movie than the first one? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know yeah. what. I don't better. know what changed. I can't quite put my finger on it. I feel I think, like he probably okay. got buffer, and it was the makeup. But like, no, I think damn, they he gave him it. clothes that fit him. He first of all, Peter Pacinelli is a great, is a handsome man. But like, I love that I said great. I don't know him. <laughs> Peter, we think you did a great job. 
hey pete how's it going um no um but he's like a handsome guy but like uh this movie they were trying i was this movie starts like the look of this movie kind of facilitates the look of all the rest of the movies they're like okay now we all have this color palette it's 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 totally opposite from the first Mm -hmm. one um because the first one's like cool blue tones and it's fun and it's like yeah and then the rest are like deep earth tones and everyone's sad and wearing wigs and they were wearing wigs in the first one but not everyone was but from new moon on ooh, so many wigs, wigs different wigs um Carlisle's wigs are better. This one, uh, the other vampires look so dumb and bad. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, that was really cruel, but I that it's just wild. I, I don't think it's everyone's cruel. Doing their they best. everyone is doing. They had their a much best. bigger budget for New Moon, and they could have done better. Yeah. Um. They. Oh. But okay, can I just circle back to one thing though? I know we were talking about um Daddy Carlisle, but. Mm-hmm. I hate the word that I know, I, but yeah, I just I think we have to anyway. keep up the meme. We we set the groundwork, we have to follow through. Um yeah. but we have Daddy Carlisle, we have Daddy Carlisle, we have Daddy uh Daddy Swan, we got Daddy um Oh what is so, Jacob's dad's name? Yeah, so uh watching this I realized that I messed up last episode. Harry Clearwater is not Jacob's dad. Jacob's last name is no. Black. His dad is Billy Black, so yeah. Really, what we meant was Daddy Black, not Daddy Clearwater. Daddy Black. So, oopsie. Whoops. Because uh, Clearwater is played by Graham Greene. Yeah. Yeah. Who I believe is an Academy Award nominee. I believe <laughs> so, yeah. And he, I, I, here's the thing. I I love Graham Greene. Anytime I see him in anything, I'm like, oh, hey. And he's in this movie for two minutes. And he and has such an unceremonious death, too. Like, I really hate the way he dies. Just the lady lifting him up, and the next time we see him, he's on the ground. Okay, great. Yeah, it's just... Uh, Poor Graham So basically, okay, basic plot rundown, right? Edward breaks up with Bella uh, because under basically the guise of like, oh, well, he's afraid that everyone's going to hurt her, and so then he just says awful, awful things to her, dumps her, and then all of the Cullens leave Forks. They just fucking leave. So then Bella falls into a deep depression. Um, She becomes a lot closer friends with Jake, or Jacob. She calls him Jake, but Jacob. And um, she's also realizing that she, because Edward makes her promise not to do anything reckless. So then every time she does something reckless, she, like, sees Edward and a vision of him being like, don't do it. And she's like, I'm going to do it because I want to see him again. So she starts doing all these really reckless things that are dangerous and irresponsible. Meanwhile, we find out Victoria is still hunting her. And there's also another subplot of, like, hikers keep getting mauled by an animal. And you think it might be werewolves because, spoiler alert, the Quileute turn into werewolves to fight the vampires but it's turn not them it's just wolf. victoria from the first movie trying to kill bella to get back at edward um but she doesn't really make her move in this movie so then alice shows back up because she has a vision being like oh my god i thought you were dead and edward's gonna go kill himself by revealing himself to the humans but he's in italy so we have to save him so alice and bella go to italy she saves him and then they meet 
just the fucking stupidest shit ever. They meet the Volturi, who are like the old-timey vampire lords. And they all have crazy powers, just like the Cullens. And they realize that none of their powers work on Bella. So they order Edward to turn Bella into a vampire. So when they go back to Forks, the deal is he wants Bella to graduate from high school and marry him before he turns her. And she says, okay. And that's the end of the movie. She completely takes Edward back. But this is also the one with the romantic uh triangle the love triangle because she falls in love with jacob like it's just shitty boy to shitty boy it's a mess back from a possessive boy like even if they weren't literal monsters as in a werewolf and a vampire they're actual monsters in that they are abusive and possessive and mean yeah and you know what the and sad thing is is that jacob doesn't become that way until he turns into a werewolf like, until mm-hmm. he yeah. gets, like, marked or whatever, or chosen, and he starts turning into a werewolf, he's actually mm-hmm. really kind and compassionate towards Bella. He's this little sweet boy. He is. And, and then the change happens when um, she goes to the movies with Mike and Jacob, and he just gets, like, really aggressive and possessive, and it's not a good look. And, and also... God, the dialogue in this movie is so clunky. Like, it's one where it's like, okay, there was a smoother way to say that, but no one was there to switch it up anyway. Um, but uh, there's a bit, the way they show, like, oh, Jacob is being mean, is uh, Mike, they go to see an action movie, and Mike throws up from all the violence. And uh, But it turns out he probably has the flu, because everyone else yeah. in their friend group had the flu has the flu and he comes out of the bathroom and he's like i was sick before the movie the movie didn't make me sick and it's kind of trying to like they're trying to play it as like mike is pissed that she brought another guy on this movie to this movie date and also um he also doesn't want her to think like oh i'm scared of gore and so jacob is just glaring at him and he goes you're sick why don't you go to a hospital? You want me to put you in the hospital? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. What? So what bad. You, oh, my God. What have, Don't make this child say that. Um, also, can we take uh, a moment to appreciate the movie they saw? I took notes on this. The movie is oh, called Face Punch? Face Punch, which 100% I would see. And I a movie you and I would watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wrote down some of the dialogue from the movie because I had subtitles on when I was watching this. Me too. And there's one one character says, "Put down your gun, or I'll blow your freaking head off." And then another guy says, "No, you put your gun down, or I'll blow your freaking head off." And then the third person goes, "Both of you put your guns down, or I'll blow both your freaking heads off." And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world i something is fun about these movies is that on the periphery you can tell it's like okay we actually are able to like switch something around or do something fun on the outside of this storyline because we're not allowed to change anything because stephanie meyer's pissed at us or whatever Mm. so it's these very intense sad like just a woman trapped in an abusive relationship and then on the periphery, it's like face punch, and like all the 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 scene at the beginning where the teens are watching Romeo and Juliet, and it just pans 
across the faces of her classmates. I think and like Anna Kendrick yeah. is kind of moody about it. Her friend is on the verge of tears. Her friend's boyfriend is crying. Mike is asleep. It's great. Eric is crying. Eric, Eric, underrated. Eric, underrated. Agreed. And I think like in the first one, the teens really bring the levity to this movie, but there was so much less of them. And that's also because Bella spends less time with them. Like there's a moment where she asks Anna Kendrick to go shopping with her. Uh, because she's lying to her dad about what she's going to be doing. So she has she gets caught in the lie and has to pony up. And mm-hmm. Anna can, I think, first of all, I, I don't know if, like, any teenage girls would really handle this the way that Anna Kendrick handled it. But also, like, maybe I'm just, I'm 30 and out of touch with teenagers, so who knows. But We're 30, yeah. I don't want to be a bitch, but we are 30, so if you're a teen and you're like, you guys don't know shit, you're, you're right. You're right, because when we were teens, it was different. And um, mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, well, I know that you're, like, depressed or whatever, but, like, it's weird that you hung out with me right now, but I'm glad you're here. And um, it was just very strange, and, like, I don't know, I feel like... Even if they weren't my good friend, if, like, if I knew my friend got dumped by someone she really liked and then she, like, wouldn't speak to anyone, would sit alone and was, like, crying all the time, I would probably say something to her and be like, hey, buddy, are, are you doing okay? You want to talk? You want to just hang out? You good? <laughs> Can I help? Yeah, I think... I think there are plenty of teens. I think you or I would probably have done that. But also, when you're a teen and you don't always know... When you're an adult, you don't know how to respond to sometimes when people are very depressed. And it's also hard to, it's hard to navigate that sometimes. That's um, true. And That's true. and we don't always say the right things. And I, I did think she was kind of mean, but I also was like, oh no, I've had people, like I had friends in high school talk to me like that. And it's because she's frustrated. Um, I've had adults talk to me like that. Yeah. Um, so... That wasn't crazy to me. And but I do like that like when Bella finally like is feeling okay, she decides or close to okay, she decides to like hang out with her friends again and like they all they all just kind of take it in stride. Like she sits with them and like jumps in in the conversation and they're like, "Oh, good to have you back. Let's all hang out." And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, I thought they were a sweet group. I care about these I care about her friends. I care about a lot of people on the periphery of Bella. Yeah, well, um, as as we'll get to as we continue the saga, the side stories and the the peripheral characters in this saga are much more interesting than no. the main plot by far. No. The main plot is is gross. Main plot is oh. poopy poopy diaper. We <laughs> I don't know why I said poopy diaper, but you know what? You, ma'am, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm ma'am, gonna own it. I'm gonna ma'am? own it. Man. Ma'am? Yes. You just. <laughs> I don't know why I said poopy diaper. <laughs> you, you, you. Oh no. This movie reminds oh, you, me of a poopy diaper you? because I have the same no. feeling oh. watching it as when I look at a poopy diaper. How often are you looking at a poopy diaper? Well, I used to work at a preschool, so I've seen a lot of poopy. Oh, okay. I've seen a lot of poopy diapers in my day. <laughs> okay, I know what I genuinely thought you were about to say though. What? When you were like, I, "This movie reminds me of a poopy diaper," and I fully thought you were about to be like, 
because it reminds me of how I feel when I poop in my <laughs> diaper. <laughs> I thought, I truly thought it was going to be a moment of like, oh God, our listeners hear us say so many things. <laughs> but, and now but this, Melanie's about to be like, you guys know when you've just... I know. I fully was like, oh God, they've listened to us talk about, you know, breakups and weird s- sexual things. And all of a sudden Mel's like, you guys know when you fill up your diaper. And it's like... <laughs> out of nowhere and i was just gonna have to roll with it and be like that's right girl speak on it (laughs) yes and (laughs) we all know that we all know that you have a right to do that (laughs) i mean you know what girl you know what girl we we are the daughters (laughs) no don't you dare don't you dare we are the daughters of the type. Di- we are the diapers. <laughs> we are the diapers of the witches they couldn't burn. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Oh, boss, gatekeep, oh gaslight. God. Oh, it's not oh. the road. I just laughed too hard. Uh, I would like to talk about um, uh, how Bella. Okay, this is something that pisses me Tell off. Tell me about Bella. So in the first movie, it's a similar thing of like, oh, there's an animal that's attacking people. And then she finds out about vampires. But she does not assume, uh, the audience even kind of assumes, but that she does not assume that Edward is the one killing them. She immediately assumes that the werewolves are killing people. That's true. That is a good point. Immediately. Even though, yeah, immediately at this point, she, she runs up to them. She knows that Victoria is yeah. at large. Yeah. No, she runs onto the reservation, demands to see Jacob, slaps and punches one of his friends, and calls them murderers. And all I could think was like, I hope they kill her. If this dude turned into a wolf and ate her, I would not be sad. That is a and that's mean five thousand level move right there. Hi, I'm your white friend. She also, at the beginning of the movie, tells Jacob to leave the reservation and come to her school. Yeah, like, fuck off, Bella. Bella, calm down. Um, uh, what's the other Also, thing? like, to be uh, fair, I'm sure the schools on the reservations aren't that great because reservations are notoriously uh, underfunded because the federal government sucks. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, um, like, the infrastructure notoriously maybe isn't the best because... Of the situation that indigenous people are put in by the federal government. Just saying. Yeah, it's almost like a bunch of us showed up at a place that wasn't ours and then just stayed here and demanded that um, we have everything and um, uh, slaughtered a bunch of people. What, um, what are you talking about? It, I don't, I don't know what you're like, talking about. It's almost like that happened. Um, I don't know. Also, again, we do want to say we've mentioned this in the first episode um, of this Twilight um, saga, I guess, but... Um, Donate to the Quileute tribe. I think we'll post something about it um, on our story or on Instagram. Yeah, because they didn't get a penny from Twilight. None. None whatsoever. she just kind of made up a bunch of shit. Um, None of this is based on, like, anything to do with anything. And she didn't consult with members of the Quileute tribe. She didn't get their permission. She didn't, uh, there was, there's no money that's going to the Quileute tribe. Uh, by she, I mean Stephanie Meyer. Um, and uh, 
So, yeah. yeah uh, she kind of just used it as an example. Also, she used it as a way to be like, uh, uh, just call non-white people smelly dogs. Uh, yeah. Like, the scene where it really hit home. I'm like, oh, God. The scene where Alice comes back. And one, she says, werewolves are not people that are, are not, uh, are, like, they're not good company to keep, is how she says it. Yeah. And she also was like, Bella, you smell terrible, because you've been around them. Yeah. It's like, okay. Also, she, when Bella is like, why can't you stop being a world? She never asked, she never once asks Edward to stop being a vampire, or assumes that he can stop being a vampire, or like, asks him to not be himself. She immediately is like, Jacob, don't be a werewolf. Yeah, it was don't the conversation reminded me this. a lot of like uh parents like the stereotypical like someone coming out to their parents and then being like, Well have you tried yeah, he have even you says tried it's not, not a being, lifestyle Yeah, have you tried yeah. not being gay? And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he even said it's not a lifestyle choice, Bella. Yeah, just And I was like, what is happening right now? And there's also uh, a trope uh, that I think kind of dovetails off of what you were saying, and it's super duper racist, and it's something that pops up in film and literature about Native Americans quite frequently, um, which is the idea that like they are they exist in opposition to the white man, and that they are a race of like proud warriors, which is not to say that they weren't proud warriors because they were in many aspects but also that's not all about their culture and they don't exist solely in opposition to white people like they don't exist solely as um, protectors and it and even if they do it's a response to colonization yeah it's also it it, it's a way to kind of homogenize every indigenous person because there are lots of different tribes there are lots of different people yeah also Take it also, and again, we do want to say take everything we're saying with like a thousand grains yeah, of salt because we are we're two white women. That's our um, that's our two cents on the Quilutes, and you know, aside uh, from the like, fact and, that the way they're portrayed is not great, we'll post some information on our Instagram at Hell No Cast mm-hmm. for more information about their situation. Yeah. Like, don't where you can like honestly donate money because like if you're gonna do that, um, like if you're gonna watch, we. Which maybe you should maybe you should but like get the get people some money. I will say like the boys um in this in the movie, this is a much more interesting story. Absolutely, it's a much more interesting story. They don't go into it as much with um, I think with this movie. I think in the I feel like in the book it's described a little bit more in detail. But the reason they are all turning into wolves now is because the vampires showed up. They weren't, no one was turning, no one had turned into a wolf in a long time. I think it had been like a couple generations. Right, and it's not the Collins, um, it's the others. It's Laurent, uh, Victoria, and Jane. I thought it was the Collins. I thought it was the Collins. No, it, it wasn't because the Collins were there for a long time and so like if they were wolves, I think in the book if they were wolves, it hadn't happened in a long time because the Cullens weren't killing people, and then the other three vampires showed up in town, which is around the time that started Sam and killing the other people. Ones Got it. They're like Got the it. werewolf okay. cult that that it's portrayed to us before Jacob is turned. It's portrayed as like a cult. 
That's like a game. Like he's a bad. There's a bad older kid who's convincing all the younger kids to be bad with yeah, him. Yeah, he's convincing all like, of them to get no. tattoos and run shirtless, or, like run around shirtless and like cliff dive. God, a bunch of hooligans. And really, it's like, oh, this one guy who's like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed Maybe to be in his twenties. Like twenties, early twenties, who was clearly the first to have this thing happen to him. He had to go through this alone. It's trying to make sure that no one else has to go through this alone because all of the young men in his, like, like all of his friends are going through mm-hmm. this. And, he's, and, and he doesn't want the them alpha. to go through it alone. So he's not only yeah. the leader, but he's also responsible for his pack, basically. Yeah. It is very fucked up that she made these people be dogs. That is... It's it, the more we talk about it, the more it's like, God damn, Stephanie. Yeah. And what's frustrating is like it isn't like kind of interesting of like, um, like I think it. I, I think you're on. I, what I think is interesting about it is I like, like the thing of we're forced to be in this, and we're doing our best to like make sure that our community is okay, that we're okay, we're looking out for each other, we're looking out for the so like. We're making the best of a terrible situation Mm -hmm. and something we were not prepared for. Like, it's implied, I think, in the books that, like, their parents didn't even really know what was going on. The werewolf storyline, as Stephanie Meyer has conceived of it, right, is, in my opinion, and I think yours, inherently racist. Because the Cullens, specifically, it's not that they don't like werewolves, it's that they specifically look down on them. Like, they're smelly, yeah. they're stupid, they can't do anything right. They're here to mm. just, like, horn in on their action, basically. Uh, when I think a much more interesting story, like, I don't mind that they're werewolves. I think having it from their perspective, I would be very interested. Like, I would want to know, like, okay, well, how are these people dealing with this transformation to their body that they can't control as a reaction towards a threat to their community? Like, that's something I'd be much more interested in. Like, being, yeah, they're being forced to have to deal with even more trauma in order to, like, survive this stressful. Right. Like, oh, you have uh, hundreds of years of intergenerational trauma. Now you're werewolves. Deal with it. Now you have to also do this. Now this thing is also happening to your body. Yeah. And there's also, it doesn't really get explored, but Sam's fiance, I forget her name, but she has a big scar on her face. Em- yeah, Emily? Emily. Yeah, she has a, a, a horrible scar on her face, and it's because Sam lost his temper around her and turned into a wolf and accidentally scratched her. And, like, yeah. I want to see that story. I want to know about that struggle. That, to me, is much more interesting than Bella being sad. Because there's, like, first of all, Bella's story could be much more interesting, too. But the way it's portrayed, she's just sad because she's convinced herself that she can't exist without Edward, which is bullshit because you exist as a person outside of your significant other. Like, you two should be together because you want to be together, not because you need each other to exist. That's called codependency, and it's extremely unhealthy. Yes. I, I, the, only, the reason I don't like the how that's – I agree. I'd rather watch a movie about the wolf wolf boys i'd much rather watch a movie about these boys trying to have a good time but also the fact that they're wolves um and they're working together and they're killing vampires that's oh my god it's Um, like your ideal action movie because it's all about friendship 
uh, yes, that's what I'd rather watch, frankly. Um, uh, but the reason why I didn't like the whole, like, oh, he lost his temper one time and look what happened. And Jacob tries to say, like, what if I got mad at you? And it's the same thing that Edward says. And it's always, I can't control myself around you. I can't, if you're always, if your boyfriend is constantly fighting to not kill you, he shouldn't be your boyfriend. If you are dating someone, if you are dating someone and they are constantly like, don't make me mad. Or do you know how hard it is for me to not be mad at you, to not hit you, to not hurt you, to like, you guys shouldn't be together. That's a bad person. It's bad. This, and again, it's like putting the onus on Bella to like not, um, but they put it on her as if it's like, oh, you dumb dummy. Like something, um, Edward says when she rescues him when he's trying to like kill himself by showing everyone how shiny he is. Um, oh, is this when he says, okay. I had to lie to you, but you believed me so easily? Yeah. Hey, man, if you say that shit to me in order to li- get me to leave and then I leave, you're not allowed to be mad at me. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to be mad manipul- at me. That's so incredibly manipulative. And it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I think I want to kind of talk more about what you said i know this is like kind of a serious pod but this movie is so unbelievably upsetting to watch (laughs) like this movie is this one is like of the to my knowledge of the ones of the series i think the first one is probably the most like the easy probably the easiest to watch Mm -hmm. this one is maybe the most difficult this the third one has shit in it that is so insane that you're like what 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 what? It's just screaming at the screen. They're so serious. These movies are so serious and yet not good. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm it's okay upset. because you're right. But it's like the example, basically, the way that Edward and Jacob treat Bella is, I mean, this is just my opinion, so take it however you want, but it's it's how Stephanie Meyer views gender roles and it's also... Uh, I would say a microcosm for patriarchy, right? It's the idea of like, oh, well, girls can't wear spaghetti straps in school because it's distracting to the boys. So instead of teaching men or boys to respect other people's bodies and to, you know, value consent in all of its forms and treat other people with respect, the onus is placed on the object of that desire. And it object literally objectifies women. It objectifies Bella. She doesn't have any agency because when she does take agency, it's doing something dangerous. So the messaging here is that whenever Bella takes agency, she's doing something wrong. And the only yes. time it's right is when she saves Edward, but it isn't really her agency because alice basically does it with her and alice makes it all happen so it's it's the idea that bella is the object of desire literally she can't make decisions for herself when she does it's bad and the men in her life have to constantly be telling her how she should be and how she should feel melanie that was beautifully articulated and i entirely agree i fully agree it's so messed up What's a, and it's a bummer because it's like if you teach someone to respect another person's boundaries, it allows them to also realize that they can stand up for themselves mm-hmm. and that they have boundaries that deserve to be respected. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a bummer. I know that was also serious what I said, but I wanted to get that no, out No, I there. think that um, needed to be said, and I think it's a good point. Because like, uh, I, I also, uh, yeah, anyway. If you, um, if you don't like watching movies where the man is like, 
I have to do this because you're this, or I'm gonna do this. Any anything you wouldn't that even understand that... if I told you. Yeah. Like... Oh God. <laughs> Just uh, this movie. I need I to mean... protect you, Bella. I can't protect you if you go over here. Like, shut up. Yeah, I, I can't don't... protect you like... if you make a decision for yourself. <laughs> if two boys are fighting over me, I don't want to date either of those boys. Yeah, especially if they're, also, you know if why? they're fighting for you know con- why? Here's the thing. It's if they're, they're fighting boys. for control of me. That's a big no. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they're competing I want a for man, my hand, not a boy who thinks he can. If they're competing Sorry, for I, my hand in a contest of wits and strength, I'll consider what? it. But if they're fighting for control of my sexuality, that's a big no. Yes. What Melanie, I want to know what that uh I do want to know what that like duel for your hand. Is it like a It's exactly um, like the Princess Bride. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's poison? <laughs> there's a battle of wits with Vicini. Got there's it. uh the sword fight, sword fight, which tests agility and uh strategy with Mandy Patinkin. And then there's a feat of physical strength with Andre the Giant. And there's more sportsmanlike. Hold on, how's it sport sport sportsmanlike? Hello hello I can't do his voice. <laughs> But that's basically like to any potential suitors out there listening. Oh, if you want, if you want to get with this, you have you to have com- to drink poison. You have to complete three tasks, and you might die. Um, and also, <laughs> if if you want to get this holy grail, you have to answer three questions or be yeeted off the bridge. What is your oh. name? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? Um, and that's um, how you get my if hand you wanna, in marriage. If I, um, Melanie, real quick, just while we're on the subject of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which of those, uh, which of the, the, what were they called? The Knights of the, the Round Knights? Table. Thank you. The Knights of the Round uh, Table. Sorry, we can't get into that now. There's a whole you song go. about it. What was your question? Uh, I'm so sorry. I was just gonna ask if you ever had a crush on any of them. Which one would you? Which one was your dear? Oh, <laughs> Michael Palin, obviously. Okay, same. Okay, now that we've gotten that taken care of, um, uh, Michael Palin as a young, as a youngin, as a youngin, uh. But oh no, we all thought you were gonna fuck current eighty something year old Michael Palin. No, okay. That's not what I mean. Uh, Although what if you did? No. Maybe good. no. Okay, know. so as a, as a young one, it was definitely Michael Palin. He's ab- objectively the cutest, but as an adult Oh, very cute. As an adult, mm-hmm. Terry Jones. Oh no, I Oh. The life of Brian is um so good. Do you know what I saw? I watched that with my dad, and he warned me that there was going to be a penis. So I covered my eyes. So I'm one of the, like, two people who've watched that movie who hasn't actually seen Grim Chapman's My dad didn't warn me. <gasps> so, so dad, wow. you're not listening. But dad, if you're listening, we beefing. No, we're not. Um, I didn't watch it with him, so I didn't. She little did he know that was her origin story. Yeah, now exactly. Wander Graham, around. Graham, Chack- Graham Chapman's wiener made me straight. Uh, so great job, Dad. 
do you walk around yelling at people or you walk around you wait outside men's windows or like maybe he'll open the window mm. yeah whenever i'm driving down the street and i see a guy walking in some you shorts go, honk, honk. i i Show roll down me, my baby. window and i pull over and i go hey baby what dead ass do see here's the thing if i ever did do that if i ever did do that i hope the guy would say farts and then just keeps walking because <laughs> that's what i would do I um I did <laughs> oh, wait, wait, in wait, wait, high school. Wait. <laughs> no. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're loving this idea of you <laughs> yelling at a Just, man. <laughs> hey baby, what did ass do? <laughs> Are you about to say fill up your diaper yes. with poop? <laughs> <laughs> my dice <laughs> um no one can see you none of no one's powers work on um bella except alice can sometimes see bella's future yeah that never made sense what it seemed like a convenient but then she's like, exception I can't, to the rule yeah but then she's like oh i can't see past werewolves what do you mean but edward can hear werewolf thoughts i it doesn't make any the sense. Rules are I unclear. don't understand it. Stephanie did not think sense. this through. Alice shows up out of nowhere and is like, how are you alive? Um, and Edward calls. Jacob answers the phone and is like, oh, Charlie's not here because he has to plan a funeral. Because he's planning Harry Ed- Clearwater's funeral. And mm. then Edward and then doesn't he- ask any clarifying questions. Yeah, he goes to the Volturi because you have to, like, I guess, ask permission or something. Like, it's hard to... You have basically someone else has to kill you if you are a vampire. Like you can't really rip your own head off, I think, or something. Maybe it's like if you you know how you can't bite your own finger off because your brain stops you. Yeah. Like you could totally like your teeth and your bone. Like you could bite a finger off, but you can't bite your own finger off because your brain is like, oh, your brain stops you. So maybe it's like that, like as if you're a vampire, you can't tear your own head well, off. Well, yeah, because um, in this universe, the only way to kill a vampire is to dismember them and burn the parts of the body. Yeah. So he goes to the Volturi, and he's like, hey, do me a fave. Can you uh, kill me? And they're like, no, because you can read thoughts, so um, don't do it. But if you don't want to hang out with people anymore, come hang out with us. And he says no. And then he decides he's going to kill him. Because, like, part of the thing is, the rule is you can't expose yourself. Wrong term. (laughs) Um, You can't can't, uh, let any humans know about vampires. Mm -hmm. Like, people can't know. Um, So Edward's like, got it. There's a big festival in town. I'm going to take my shirt off. And when it's the brightest it is like the brightest part of the day i'm gonna show everyone how shiny i am people are gonna be like hey look at this vampire and then the vulturi will have to kill me isn't it funny too that he just assumes that like humans will see like oh he's sparkling vampire that that would be their first thought that's their first thought they wouldn't be like why is this man wearing glitter yeah my first thought would be like why is he so glittery i'd be like is this part of the festival yeah would you recommend this movie I mean, 
No. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. But if you're if you're if you're watching the Twilight Saga, then you have to slog through two and three to get to four and five. It's I. If you're gonna watch it, do not watch it alone. Watch it with people where you can be loud and yell and drink or whatever you like. You it 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 cannot be something where you're like I'm gonna sit alone. We yeah, had to don't watch, watch it like how alone. we watched it, where you just like we sit had to watch alone these on our and own. watch it by yourself. I can't. It was awful. Don't do that to yourself. Oh God, um, don't. Was this movie romantic? No. no. Was it sexy? Absolutely no. not. The only part that, although we did mention that one part that was for some reason worth the sexual, where Carlisle stitched her yeah, up and she's like that still, holding on to ugh, his shirt. It shouldn't. Have, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I was like, I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, um. And and now, uh, with that uh, being said, it's time for the most mm-hmm. important question of all: Fuck, Mary, kill. Mm-hmm. All right, Melanie, do you have one? <sighs> yeah. Okay. You're so upset. I'm, honey. I'm deeply upset. Um, God, this movie. Uh, Mike, Edward, Jacob. I would kill myself. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> I would just kill myself. I would just kill um, all of them. I'd be like, well. I'll be, I just, I'll just, I just won't do anything with anyone forever. Bye. I would, I, w- I would, I don't think I'd kill them. I think I'd just leave town. Oh, I would kill them. <laughs> I, I would fully, like, I would go into, like, serial killer mode, and I'd be like, these men must be stopped. I wouldn't. I would just be like, I gotta well, leave. Well, actually, okay, I'd I take that back. text all my friends, but I, I would text all my friends, don't date these assholes. Mike is Mike, fine, yeah, but, like, I was like, gonna say, like, Mike I'm hasn't done anything wrong. He's just, like, a literal 17, 18-year-old boy doing his best. Um, yeah. so I would probably, I would probably, uh, it feels weird to say something about Mike or Jacob because they're both teenagers. They're teenagers and we're 30 and it, it's just a no thank you for Yeah, me. I think, um, I, I don't think there's a good fuck, Mary kill in this whole movie. I oh, know. you know what we should do is we should, we should continue our, our fuck, Mary kill of the vampire boys throughout the oh, movies. Oh, so, got it. So, okay. Sorry. Fuck, Mary kill. Continue. Edward, Jasper, or Emmett in this movie specifically. In this movie specifically, because and again we're we're going based off of this movie, and not what we know about the other yeah. ones. Um, are we including like what we know from the first one? Uh, yeah, I think we'll include some development. Okay, I think I would still kill Edward because Edward, I, like, truly, it pissed me off that he didn't die. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> I don't like any of these dudes. I honestly would set this whole Colin house on fire. <laughs> I don't care about any of these bitches. Weirdly, I, although I kind of want to know more about Rosalie, but we, she's not mentioned here. Um, I feel like that's less having to do with. Well, she does. She does say something interesting in this one. Remember, because when they're talking, like they're voting as a family on whether to make Bella a vampire. Once again, Bella is giving decisions about her life to other people. Yeah, and Rosalie says, and this is why we need more about Rosalie, is because she says this is not a life I would have chosen for myself, and I wish that I had. I wish that I had someone to vote no for me. So I'm voting no. Correct. So. And it's like, wow, sisters looking out for yeah, each other. Yeah, for real. Um, um, but okay, but so we were both boyfriend Edward, is like, never mind. Um, I don't know. I don't. Jasper's wig in this is so bad. 
His wig in all um, of them is bad. <laughs> God. They're so... This one feels, like, especially bad. I... I, I mean, wig aside, um, I don't... Maybe this will help you with your decision. I would marry Emmett, and I would fuck Jasper. I would... I kind of want to kill both of them, and... <laughs> I know that's not the game, but you know how normally I'm like, I don't want to kill anybody. This one, I'm like, kill... Death to all of them. I kill them like, with that's, fire. That's how I feel about this. That's one. fair. That's um, allowed. I'll allow it. I'll make an exception. Thank you, thank you. Because I just I fuck these dudes. Yeah. Fuck fuck these dudes forever. Uh, um, yeah. Oh boy. But I, you know who would you know who could still get it forever and ever in our hearts. Daddy Colin. Yeah. No. Well, handsome. But no. Um, I was talking about Charlie. Oh. Well, yeah. Daddy Swan. Charlie, we love you. We kiss you forever. From the jump, I was like, wow, I'm very attracted to this dad. I am also, like, really attracted to that mustache. He would hook up with her dad. Abs- like, literally all of the dads in this movie, 10 out of 10. Hot. Would hit it. Yeah. Hit and quit Jacob's it. Jacob's dad is so handsome. <sighs> Jacob's dad is so handsome. Charlie is so, like, he's so attracted... And he seems so sad. Like, he's so concerned about his daughter, but he's also not going to take care of his daughter, frankly. Um, I mean, in fair, I will say, <sighs> like, I agree with you that Charlie's kind of a negligent dad, but I will say that, like, he hasn't even really had an opportunity to raise her, interact with her for most of her life. Yeah, and then also she got there and immediately was, like, co-opted and kind of kidnapped by this creepy, this creepy family. Yeah. Um, God, I hate these movies. What's so frustrating is when we started last last week with Twilight, I was like, all right, this is so fun. I'm so excited. I know. It was like riding then, the high from the first Twilight. And now that we're getting so into excited. it, we're like, oh, my God. Crash. It's, I mean, Bella jumps off a cliff in this movie, and that's how I felt with this fucking movie. <laughs> Just right off into the cold water, hitting my head on the, on the, um. Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> God, we very off. We, okay. hate we hated this movie. This, look, we hated. This we movie. hated this movie. You, you know how much we hated this movie. We spent and listeners, I don't know that you'll hear all of this, but we spent a good ten minutes talking about Monty Python. We've been recording for two hours, and less than fifty percent of this recording time has been about the movie. Part of us talking about Monty Python was, would you? hook up with any of the members of Monty Python. Yeah, Terry Jones, obviously. <laughs> I think you might be right, to be honest. I mean... Although, Michael, Michael Palin is kind of I'm not right. saying that I'm always right, but I'm always right. I'm sorry, do you want me to <laughs> say anything? <laughs> uh, on that All note... Right, well, this has been You Had Me at Hell No. We would not recommend this Absolutely movie um, if not. you are alone. But if you're alone, don't do it, girl. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. But don't if you do do it, do it. Molly, you in danger, girl. If you do do it, we would love to receive some of your best Twilight memes. So hit us up on our Twitter or our Instagram at HellNoCast. You can email us mm-hmm. on our website, HellNoCast.com. We would love to hear your opinions about twilight i'm sure we gotta hear em. listen if you're a millennial i'm sure you'll have the same opinions as us and honestly if, if you're, you're gen, gen z, z you probably will too 
Um, but we want to hear them. If like, you're a human. Like, we want to hear. The point of, like, what works about Twilight is the way it brings people together as a conversation starter. Because people have thoughts and opinions about Twilight. And we want to hear yours. And also, to reiterate from last week as well, if we get three five-star reviews on our Apple podcast page, I will learn the twerk dance from the TikTok of the Bella's Lullaby. And I will film it, and I will put it on our Instagram forever. So far, we haven't gotten yeah. any more reviews, so get those little we'll fingers. Type, type, typing. We'll post it to the grid, baby. Because I, I love to dance. And I'll do it for you. I'll do it dancer. for you. I'll make this for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you um, know, we appreciate anyway, you taking the time to listen. Up, and if girl. you sat through yeah. Twilight and New Moon, bless you. Treat yourself as well. Yeah. Have a hot chocolate or something. Yeah. Or, Do something nice um, for yourself because you just experienced something horrible. <gasps> Go into a garden and just breathe. Yeah. Just breathe air and, and walk outside and say, oh, my God, <laughs> to be alive is <laughs> such a joy. It's a gift. It's a I love this. Vo- Hold on. What's this voice I have? I don't know, now? but it's oh. very much like it's a gift. That's why they call it the present. That's what that's the vibe oh. I'm getting. Oh, oh, that was disgusting. You're welcome. Um. Anyway. Uh, this has been You Had Me in Hell No. I've been Allie. And I've been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.